Welcome back to Pureology. This is the show where the people in the pews get to weigh in on a whole bunch of stuff. And tonight, it's spiritual. Uh, we've been in a series working through the book of Galatians. And we are in chapter 3. And I want to talk to you guys about this because I think this is... I, I don't know how deep this will go. Maybe this is like a five-minute discussion. I don't know. I think this is a problem. Um, I'm I, I'm really obsessed with what he does here in the first three verses. I'm going to read it, which we don't always do, but I'm just going to read it. It says, You foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you, before your very eyes Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed uh, as crucified. I would like to learn just... Uh, I would like... To learn just one thing from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by believing in what you heard? Are you so foolish after being uh, beginning by means of the Spirit? Are you now trying to finish by means of the flesh? And that, that last line is what gets me. Are you so foolish after beginning by means of the Spirit? Are you now trying to finish by means of the flesh? Let me tell you why I think it's crazy and I think it's been at the crux of some of the problems that we've had here over like friendships and, and disagreements and stuff. I think that the very popular view within Christianity is to go, we are saved by grace and assured by works. You know what I'm saying? We're saved by grace, but you got to, you got, you basically have to prove yourself after that to have any sense of peace and assurance and, and, and rest and knowledge and sense of like confidence. And look at what he says. I just think it's such a great line. He says, um, did you receive the Spirit by works of the law or by believing in what you heard? Are you so foolish after beginning by means of the Spirit that you are now trying to finish by means of the flesh? And in the other translation, it uses the word perfecting by means of the flesh. Okay, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's me. That's what I'm looking at. Yeah. And it's just, I, I think that's the problem. Yeah. I think if I had to put it into words, like it dawned on me two weeks ago when I was working through this and, and getting up for it, I was like, that is the problem. Is like, I feel even like we've had podcasts yeah. that focused on that same idea. Yeah, but I've never, I don't think I've not articulated know, that it's way. Simple, but... Maybe it's just simple semantics. Yeah. Like, I got to this point where like two weeks ago I went, this is it. This is, this is the problem. Mm-hmm. Everybody agrees you're saved by faith. But yeah. there's this kind of works bend on the back end, which is your only real assurance, sense of confidence comes from the works. Evidence. Yeah. Evidence. Yeah. 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 The evidence of your faith comes from the evidence of your faith. Works. But I'm I, but I'm using or, or this, I'm do. using the word assurance in like a theological sense. I'm the, oh, okay. like, the like like the assurance of salvation. Do you know what I'm saying? So that we all know you're in. No, I'm thinking more along the lines of you're in. Yeah. Like okay. you. Like I, I think but I think it could work both ways. Like the public and the and versus you. I think there is some evidence from the scripture that we could make the argument that there is a testimonial aspect to work, which is healthy and good. But when talking about you, okay. right, the person, the individual, like I think most, I think a lot of kind of what I would call that like wishy-washy, Americanized, like very shallow Christianity is like, oh, yeah, 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 saved by faith, Christ is my savior, right? But my sense of that, my assurance of that, my confidence, that's all based upon have I really responded? Have I really done? That's Lordship Salvation to a T. That's all that stuff, right? And I'm like, that is the thing. And I just, he says it so plainly there. He's just like, punches them right in the face. He's like, yeah. are you kidding me? I think what comes to mind to me is like, how in the Bible it says that the heart is deceitful above all things. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the sense that I really think that a lot of people don't even look at it that way. Like they don't realize that they're doing it. Mm-hmm. Like they really, in their mind, are saying, yes, we are saved by grace. Yeah. Um, not realizing that they're attaching works to it. 
you know, it's like in their mind, it's like, well, clearly there, there has to be something that you can see, like some type of change. You can't just say that you believe in Christ and then there's no change in your life whatsoever. So how do you say that you really believe? So they're attaching morality and your 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 change and everything. And that's always been one of the big um one of the big things for me where where I kind of like start disconnecting with people because you know, I always say like people's faith look different at different stages of their life. You know? I, let's go back to one of your statements because I think it's like when you said it like the first thing that popped in my mind was, let me tell you, what, like when you said, "Hey, there's got to be some, there's got to be some change," or, or, or how would you ever, like that's exactly kind of what I'm referring to mm-hmm. at some at yeah. some level. Like, there's got to be some change, or like, how are you, like, how would you even assess that you are a Christian? But it is interesting. Like, I think I think sometimes we have in our mind like a, a scenario that we're that we're applying that definition to. Yeah. But put it in my scenario for a second, right? Grew up in a Christian home. Yeah. Always went to church. Never had gotten into like I, it wasn't like I was like on drugs, using alcohol, like you know, watching pornography. Like it was none of these things were happening. Right? Come to Christ at eleven. So I, I don't even know what what was the worst thing I did at that point. Lie to my parents. Like you, you see, what I'm saying. And so then when you become a Christian, what would I assess was the change? Yeah, I don't disagree <laughs> with that. I think. I think well, I'm in this. I'm in the same situation. Yeah, yeah. I, I how would you know that? Like, there's been this dramatic right. like, no, change. I, I, absolutely, I don't disagree. I think the 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 people that the people that 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 tend to have that belief uh, or hold on to it so tightly are people that have overcome something insane. In I agree. Life. I think that's. I think some of it is like. Our, our lived experience, right? Yeah. So if you're like, okay, like I have friends, right? I, I had a friend in here last week giving their testimony. He's like, I was on crack. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, Christ, I gave up crack. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, that makes sense to me, right? Yeah. But that, I don't know if that's every, that, that's not a lot of Christian stories. No. Right? And it that doesn't look some the same Christian for stories. Yeah. And I think some people would reject that um, lack of evidence or whatever by saying, well, that's too easy. Right. You didn't have to experience any hardship or or like in your case, the right. worst, worst, worst thing that you have done is, you know, a lot of your parents or maybe steal something. Yeah. I don't know. No, yeah, I did like, a lot of worse stuff later. Yeah. <laughs> After I did. Same. Same. So how do you assess that? Yeah. Like, yeah my pre my pre Christ life was probably morally better. I just hadn't gotten old enough to get in trouble yet. Yeah. You know, it's weird, right? Yeah. We have this tendency to hold people uh, to like their worst days. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I, I find that as as Christians, it's like you know we believe so much in grace until somebody needs it. We always say that over here. Yeah, uh, but it's true. But I, I do tend to find that until somebody needs it. Yeah, until you need it. Sorry, nope. That's the line. You don't deserve what that. You did is like unforgivable. Cast them out. <laughs> Shame. Yeah, we believe in grace until you need. But I, but I honestly believe because I've had like deep conversations and I'm like, but you're still putting works behind it because I do believe that it's just it's grace and that's it. Yeah, I don't believe like it's just grace. Yeah. So when I'm having these conversations that you know we're going to like the scripture and everything, I'm like, you're still attaching a a work at the end, whether you realize it or not. No, 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 it's not work. It just should be evidence. I was like, but who? Like, who's the judge of that? Like you. 
You're the one that's going to be like yeah. figuring out. And how will you do that objectively? Exactly. Right. Yeah. Like how would you judge? How would you determine like Which, your level of works yeah. objectively, right? It's like, by comparison. Of course. course. It's a, and it's and that's almost – well, that, that has to be subjective, right? If you're comparing yourself to somebody else's life, like that's subjective. Like as if they're the ruler. Yeah. Like if they're the, you know, the, yeah. the perfect line of what's right and wrong or something. You do that to Christ maybe. Yeah. You can compare yourself that's to Christ. that's Christ's point, right? That, that's what, we, to me. that's what we should do. Yeah. All right. Hey. And everybody's uh, in the same boat. I'm like, all <laughs> right. Well, all of this that I've been doing, not even close, doesn't it match up? So yeah. why am I we why just, am I putting any weight or any value in that when it comes to salvation? I mean, it's, it's good. Right? Yeah. The works are good. And so that always worries me when we go down that road of like, yeah. well, I'm saved by I'm saved by faith, but I have a sense of like that I'm in, and there's a confirmation of that that's really works. It's works on the back end. Yeah. Right. It's really yeah. works on the on either the sanctification or glorification end, which were really the words really kind of clear on those two that those come by the grace of God also. Right. So the second that you start assessing your sanctification or your your glorification through your means, we're back off track again. Right. And yeah. that upset that that has been the thing that's divided us a lot at a the lot. church. And we've we've lost friends over it. Over. We've lost. Not, I don't know. I think we've lost. We've lost connection. Yeah, we've lost connection. Members, members, members yeah. is the right term. Because I think some of those people are still friends. I, mm-hmm. I consider yeah. some of those people yeah. good friends. Like you know, if they called and they said, you know, let's go grab a beer, I'd probably do it. You know, yeah. But you know, but that's the thing that kind of like to me when I think of that. Right? Is is like they, they're they're giving your your morality and and what you do and like your evidence of change a greater value than 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 Christ and 100% and his value on the cross cuz to me the way i look at it is like i am like so undeserving of right. what he did on the cross that you know like i i guess the magnitude of your sin is like you know it, it depends on on your view of god so if you're thinking of yourself you know that that you got it figured out, and you don't realize that even like the dumb things that you do, like lying or whatever, it's just as bad to God. Right. I think that's taken away from God and Christ and who they are as as God, you know, all powerful that that made everything. Right. If you look at God as like you know Alpha Omega everything, then you realize that any little thing that you do is really an offense to Him, yeah. and that only gives you more grace towards what everybody else. Might do. Yeah. I, I just think that um, it, it is interesting that when we find ourselves at this like theological crossroads, a lot of the times the people that are coming into the discussion that tend to bend towards works on the back end, which I think is like a like a backdoor works message, this whole thing like, you know, your assurance comes through works. Um, they, it, it is so interesting to me that like it's almost like, wow, like – when they approach that subject at the crossroads there, it, it's as if each of us are pointing each other like, you're the heretic. You know what I'm mm. saying? Yeah. You're, no, wait a minute. You're yeah. the heretic. Because you're the heretic because you're too loose and you're the heretic because you're back to you know, yeah. works and the law. And and I get it. And I get that the fact that I'm pointing the finger, right? But, yeah. but I, my argument for pointing the finger is that's what Paul does. Right, that's his message. Of course, <laughs> which, the point, which, 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 no, no, you're yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. I, he calls them fools. Yeah. I, mean, I, I, I just think it's interesting, right? That this is a you know first century church. Like, yeah. These are these are people that either were eyewitnesses or 
heard firsthand accounts of the crucifixion and saw Christ resurrected. And they're already, and they're already yeah. like, oh, well, what do I have to do? Well, and also you, <laughs> you have know? to think too, they're, they're coming out of, at least the Jews anyway, out of a Mosaic law following, like this is how we please God. And, you know, it's very easy to just slip back into that, that old nature, right? Yeah, but I think that I think and, cul- that's, and also yeah. well, Culture. and culturally too, and also it for a lot of people too. Even even when I think about it, sometimes I'm like, it's just grace. That that's too easy. Mm-hmm. Like I don't have to do this list of things in order to be right. You know, in order to get in, I, I, it's just Jesus plus nothing. Really, that that sounds too easy. There has to be more. Yeah, like, there the has catch? to be there has to be more rules. There has to be more things we have to follow. But here's the crazy part to me. Even back then, when they follow all these rules, they still had to go to the temple and make a sacrifice because they weren't following them. So they still had to do that. So why is it so difficult to believe? You weren't following the rules in the first place. <laughs> yeah. Clearly, Jesus was the only one that was flawless that actually followed you know things. He was the uh, he was the only one that was actually like yeah. you know good. You know what I mean? So nobody before, nobody since. You know what I mean? And he I, was the ultimate sacrifice. So why is that like, I, I wonder, why is that so I think difficult? part of it is pride. Thing? I agree. Part of it is pride. You have to be as spiritual as I am in order mm. to be right, in order to be in our group. As you, religious as I am. That, Which goes yeah. right back to culture again, mm-hmm. too. Like, yeah. hey, it's, and it's always my version of, of morality and my version of cultural right. Christianity. Right. And I want you to... And which is even scarier nowadays because morality has become so... What's that? Subjective or yeah. non-existent, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or, or it doesn't even exist. It's yeah. it's personal, right? It's it's yeah. Yeah. When I talk to kids, personal. when I talk to kids at a Christian school, you know, mm. where does morality come from? They're like, oh, we're just kind of making it up. What? You know, the majority of them, like 90 percent of them, and I'm like, no, you, come on, there's it's innate. It's, and that's you know, why, like, people feel like they can't ever get it right. Because mm-hmm. it changes all the time. Yeah. Like what's considered moral, what's considered right societally changes like every couple of months. Yeah. yeah. So I gave this illustration. Uh, I'll give it to you guys. I gave this illustration tonight on um, our midweek thing and we're missing that. But um, while we're recording this, but I gave this illustration and I stole it. It's 100% stolen. Don't all pastors do that? Yo, yeah, 100%. pretty much. Oh, there's, no, there's nothing new under the sun. No. I'm convinced <laughs> of that. You know what I'm saying? But I did see this thing that I was like, that is too good. I have to reiterate that it's just too good. But D.A. Carson does this illustration on this particular subject where he says, he says, let's pretend it's the first Passover, like the actual Passover that took place with Moses leading the Egyptians out. It's the night of the the death angel coming mm-hmm. through the camp and taking the firstborn of anyone that doesn't have the mark of the blood of the lamb on their door, right? Right. And he goes, now, he goes I want you to imagine, right, you and your neighbor buddy. And you're sitting around like at three in the afternoon as you guys are preparing these meals and covering these doors and getting ready. And one of the guys is like, this is awesome. I mean, the death angel's coming. Moses is is good. This is going to be great. You know what I'm saying? Is absolutely 100% on board, has completely believed the whole thing, and is ready to go, entering the night with nothing but like, bam, let's do this, right? The other neighbor is like, (laughs) <laughs> the death angel's coming <laughs> and he's nervous right he's like i mean i'm gonna do it i'm putting the i'm putting the blood on the door but i don't really know 
I mean, I, I mean, I, I got one child. I don't. I mean, I hope this works. Like the, like he's got a whole completely different, like less than convinced. You know what I'm saying? Less than than a hundred percent, right? Mm-hmm. On board. And here's and he asks this question. He says, um, he says, when the death angel comes, um, which one of the children do you think doesn't make it? You know, which of the kids doesn't make it? And he just pauses and he goes, they both make it. Because, and he says this great line, he says, because the the grounds for the death angel to pass over is not built upon the confidence of the person believing, right? It's not built upon the uh, excitement or absolute passion behind the belief. It's built upon the blood of the lamb. Yeah. <laughs> it's built upon the object of the faith, not upon the intensity of the faith. Ooh, and I'm good. like, that's a good point. That is good. I'm that's like, real good yeah. point. like that's, that's brilliant, that's right? Like that that's, really that's the whole, and that's the argument that Paul's making here, right? It's like, you got these, this group that's come in. It's like, okay, yeah, Jesus is great. But if you really believe you'll do this, this, and this. And it's like, the second that you make that statement, you're, you're creating this false dichotomy between you and other people where you get to say you're a person of like what more intense faith, more devoted faith, greater faith. And in, in Christ's economy, what is that worth? And the Nothing. second that you do it, it's about you, yeah. not about Christ. Because Christ. Christ is the blood of the lamb, right? I mean, he's the, that's the foreshadowing of the blood of the lamb. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I was like sitting there like, so good. I wish I would have come up with that, but that was, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's no, brilliant. It's pretty, no, it's, yeah, it's spot yeah. on. It's yeah. So I don't know. On. I just think that we spun around, you're right, Jerry, that we've spun around this again and again, this particular subject. I guess that it was the first time that I was like, okay, what is the problem? Right? What is the issue? And the issue is all of us believe this thing about Christ and our salvation, but what about Christ and our assurance, right? What about that? We believe different things. I think that that mm-hmm. one of the problems is that we've turned Jesus Jesus coming into like a self help guide. Okay. You know, like you couldn't keep the law before Christ came, and it's almost like okay, so Jesus died on the cross, and you know He paid for your sins, and I don't know how that got translated into because He did that. Now you're going to be able to get better and, and sin a little less. Yeah. And that's the part that I'm that that I that I don't comprehend how sinning a little less is like that's your goalpost, <laughs> and that's why you're gonna like. There's a bunch of people sinning that like walk a away. Less. Yeah, yeah. You, there's a bunch of people that walk away from the faith because of those crazy standards that yeah. Christians want to put on them, and they're like, like Jared said earlier, mm-hmm. like I can't keep up, like yeah. I don't measure up, like I can't, you know. And people walk away from it all the time because they're they're giving a false. You know, yeah, and I, I think that even the, the church is probably the the most at fault for perpetuating those types of ideas, right? By maybe not directly, although there are some churches that would directly say, directly say yeah. hey, you got to keep yourself in line morally or else, you know, you could potentially lose this salvation that you've, yeah. that you've been given. Um, but I think the behavior of people inside the church – makes that kind of the expectation right yeah like all right i have to i have to clean up my act right that j- just like the argument that so many people have for why they don't come to church right yeah. well, i, I got to clean my act up i got to take care of all of these things first right? right and um i think some of some of that is perpetuated by the attitudes of people within the church yeah 
So if we're saying it's Christ alone, but then we're living as if it's Christ plus works, well then, I if I didn't know any better, I would be confused too. Like, yeah. well, which is it? Is it Christ alone? But I think there's a bunch of dudes out there. Like I'm, I, like. We we end up talking about it from the, the the moment of confrontation with a lot of other believers that kind of drift in that category and, and swim in those those waters. But I, I spend a lot of time with guys here that I'm I'm in a small group right now with with a group of guys that I would say are the opposite way. Right? They come into the small group or the or the church meeting and they're like, no 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 no, I'm haunted by this. Like I'm I'm here. I keep coming in here and getting punched in the face from the Christian cultural standpoint, but I'm haunted by the idea that I do have a gnawing sense that there's no assurance for me because of the, the blatant sins that I continue to struggle with in my life. And because the message that I've received is Christ is your salvation and works as your assurance, I've never had any assurance. I've yeah. always doubted my I think that sense was, of I, I think that was my dad's issue yeah for much of his yeah. journey in faith yeah was you know i'm still kind of stuck in this lifestyle that i don't see as lining up with yeah christ's character mm-hmm. and we had conversations him and i m- on multiple occasions where yeah. he was like you know i just don't know yeah. yeah i'm like well how is it that you don't know he's like i just keep it's the stuff that I keep doing that I don't want to do. I'm like, you're in good company, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, I, always exactly. Think of, I always think of Glenn as like the overachiever, right? He was an overachiever, <laughs> right? But the truth is, who who can't say that about their own life? Uh, yeah. Oh, I can absolutely. say that about my life. I can say, how many times do I have to ask forgiveness about the same damn thing till it's like, till you start to feel like, God, I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I, I'm sorry. I keep asking for yeah. about the same thing and I'm sorry. I don't know what to do, yeah. right? And and to feel that, and if if your assurance is in um, your ability to overcome that, then boot that is it's a brutal cycle, yeah. right? Of shame and guilt. You know what I mean? And nobody will make it. <laughs> that's, that's nobody. No, because what will happen is even, even if you do get to a point where you overcome something, right? right. Then it just shifts to something else. Yeah, right. something. This is my new thing that I'm going to be, you yeah. know, habitually focused well, on. It and, for some. I think for some, they, they overcome certain things. Uh, and this is the, this is the warning to some of our addict friends that do get to get clean at some point. Some of us overcome in one area and never admit to deeper sins in other areas. Mm. Yeah. And then we just become hypocrites. Yeah. Because yeah. then we're like, no, I can do it. Yeah. I actually have had people here tell me that they stopped yes. sinning. Yes. And I'm like, like overall? Yes. Like in general? Yeah. Like, like I don't sin yeah. anymore. I haven't, I well, haven't lied. Like, I haven't it's lied. Very few ever. and far and in between. Let's put it, that's that's the phrase, no. it, which, which leads down this broken road, right? Because the second that you accept that your assurance is built upon works, right, or your or sanctification or glorification, mm-hmm. any of these processes are built on works, assurance, sanctification, glorification. The second that you accept that idea, that you're not very far from the next step, which is it's just a matter of time till you lose the salvation, right? No. Just a matter of time no, till you're that's done. The thing. They, don't, they don't lose it because then they're sorry, truly sorry. Yeah, but what do you mean? What do you mean? Yeah, like that's, and that's like, so that's like, I've had this conversation before and I'm like, so you're going to fall. Eventually, it's just a matter of time. Okay. It's either you're going to fall or you're falling and not telling anybody, you know, and keeping it to yourself, which I don't know which one is worst. And they're like, no, no. But like, if you ask for forgiveness then you're forgiving. And I'm like, so you're basically just sitting at your own and and moving the, the, the line. 
for where, where sin is okay or not. So you could keep on sinning or make a mistake here and there, and then it's forgiven. But anybody else, if they're continuing to sin, that, that doesn't Right. Work. Who gets to be the decider of exactly. how infrequent the sins have Exactly. How far they have to be yeah. apart because before make, they're repetitious. Exactly. We make, we make our rules as we go, as, 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 as they... You know, are convenient to us. It's like sin. Like we've had this conversation before too. Like you move the goalpost to what sin is. It's no longer just looking at a girl lustfully. Now it's like some type of like mental like rape or something. Yeah. You know, I, I just I, it is interesting because I I think the the ultimate end is this lack of assurance, lack of confidence, which can lead. I think at some point people start talking about, well, I'm, I'm not even sure I'm in anymore. I've lost my salvation. All this kind faith. of stuff, which which just makes that makes. I think about that. That makes the blood of the lamb. Mm-hmm. What? Your temporary salvation? Yeah. I was, you're like, I was saved. Okay. For how long? Well, till I started really sinning. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, well, what did he, so let's get this straight. In your mind, he died for your sins temporarily? Like, that's a weird idea. Yeah, that does, that's a weird theology, right? Sense. Like, just temporarily he died for my sins. I received that. But now I've sinned. More, or I've sinned too much. <laughs> no, but I, think about that. He did die for these, but then not for these over here. Like that's a weird theology. Like that doesn't make a lot of sense. I don't know that many the people would actually admit to that. No, that, but I, I think I that's how a whole denomination that believes that. Wow. Yeah. I mean, my denomination believes that there. It's a fivefold. You know, which one? Is you, don't drink, don't smoke, Church of don't Christ. Go with so, so they would be like, you know, confession. Uh, how would they do it? Confession, repentance. Um, I think I get this right. Hold on. Confession, repentance. Bat- I'm leaving out one. Bapt- oh, no. Hearing, confess, so repent, baptize, and obey. And you're like, here, confess, repent, baptize, and obey. I, I would, I was, I would, I remember some of my undergrad class, I'd be like, obey. Like, how much? Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, what are we talking here? And it would always be these, like, random, like, subjective. Of course, yeah. In the sky, artsy fartsy answers that you were like, what? Well, and even growing up Baptist, you know, that. I think that's a lot lot. of that, too. The obey was very much like, you have to be obeying, or you're actually probably not in. Well, that that was the fallback for them, right? It was like, once saved, always saved. And if you're sinning too much, it just means you were never saved. Never really you saved. were never <laughs> saved in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. That's what that's based upon the, the back door works, right? Yeah. Right. You're never really saved in the first place. But they base it off, well, I can't remember the name of the, 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 the reference um, saying uh, they were never a, they were never a part of us yeah, or something the like that. Passages that are yeah, the Hebrews passages. Yeah, Hebrews. Okay. Sure. But, yeah, they, that's one of the passages that, 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 that's, that they use to say, yeah. you know, that you never, I never knew you. Right. It's another one. Yeah. You know? I, I just, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's a crazy, um, it's a crazy uh, scenario that, in that it just kind of descends into this. When you really look at it, I don't know how anyone in those scenarios have a great sense of security, what we would call in the Baptist world, eternal security or a sense of assurance, right? And I think in part, they don't like it. They don't want it. It's it's a it's a leverage tool for like guilt and shame, mm-hmm. yeah. and for either for themselves or for others. You know what I'm saying? That yeah, just keeps absolutely. pushing. And I think what that does is just places that much more responsibility on people like you yeah. to continue to communicate that message of grace. Mm-hmm. That faith comes through. Yeah, I I, I run into grace, I run into like the problem not through where, works. Yeah, I run into the problem where they're like. You know, they're like, you sound like a broken record. And I'm like, 
but people don't get it. I, I, I hear you, but I've quickly done this we for off. a long yeah. time. And I can tell you that the second you take your foot off the gas in that area, people just walk right back. And it's something about us. We walk back into a workspace mentality. I think that's what's happening in, in the Galatian churches. Sheep. You know what I'm I think it's funny, like in one of the Galatians thing that you that you said, where where Paul is saying, like, well, you know, he's talking to the Romans, and he's like, be careful with like the Christian people, you know, kind of like, you know, don't eat this, don't do that, like with the sensitive people. And it's it always amazes me how safe people don't want other people to be saved. <laughs> they find like every excuse in the world for other people to not find Christ. Yeah, and yeah. find something or to admit not, they found Christ. Yeah, you're, you're doing one. Christmas. No. Halloween, <laughs> you're out. <laughs> you're, you're not only listening to Christian music and watching Christian shows, you're out. Like, we find all these crazy things to keep people telling, to keep telling people that they're not in when Christ asked us to bring the world in. Yeah. That blows my mind. Because the people that feel like they're the most moral and most more yeah. religious are the ones that are, are like, more, ex, like, exclusive. Well, a lot of times they don't know that they're... You know, slamming the door shut. Yeah, they think that they're being a good influence to yes. help bring others in. Yeah. Um, are you worried that like you guys are all dads? Are you worried that what yes. we'll do to the next generation on this? Because I, I can tell you now that I've done ministry long enough and lived long enough that I've seen a lot of either people just ahead of me as parents, or in the same like era as parents who've who've created that workspace mentality with their kids because it's a lot easier to parent that way. Yeah. It's a lot easier to be like, I'm going to guilt this kid into yeah. behavior. Do this right? or God will be Then to grace lead a kid, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's easy to be like, God's going to be mad at you if you do that again. It's just so <laughs> tempting as a parent to be like, no, the Lord's watching. The Lord's watching. Um, so I've, had, are I've you... had to get onto my wife a couple of times. Not with Annika. <laughs> not with Annika. Yeah. No, no, no. With with like her first graders. Yeah, she'll, the she'll say stuff like that because the teacher will do that at a Christian school. He'll be like, well, God wouldn't be too happy if you were a little liar, would he? But are you worried it's that so like, because I, I look at those kids now, like I have one on my Facebook that mm. I'm just watching blow up, yeah. right? Just disintegrate into just a mess. You know what I mean? And I'm always like, this, this, the, these parents have to be. I, I, I feel for them. I feel for them because I'm like, these were good people. These were Christian people. I believe they tried to do the right thing. I believe that they have lived a good life. They were contributors and servants and givers here, and you know all that kind of stuff. And did, but on, but they've always had that kind of like guilt-driven, shame-driven, works-based, backdoor mm-hmm. assurance. And I think, you know, you put you put that on like a child for long enough, they get to 22 and they're like, yep, I'm out. Absolutely. Well, you know, not, I'll, and I'll not make just... my own decisions. Thank you very much. Yeah, and you just watch this kid yeah. go just from like, I love Jesus to like, uh, I mean, not just like wiling out. I'm not talking about, I'm talking about. You know, a complete rejection. Yeah. Like, yeah. This sense of like everything that I've been told a lot. Yeah. You know, yeah. and you're just like, oh man, golly. Well, and there are people that are actively seeking to do that. Like people who are outside of the church, people who would consider themselves atheists. Yes. Who are trying anti- to catch the like intentionally years. antagonistic sure. towards people of faith to say, oh, well. And, and the reality is like some of our kids are too easily swayed. I and, and I think because. Because of, you know, 
what they haven't heard or because of this idea yeah. that like, oh, well, I've drifted away from doing what I'm supposed to be doing. So it's easy for me to just step away completely Yeah, because I haven't, I haven't been meeting the, yeah. this subjective standard that someone has placed on me, whether it's my parents or the yeah. church or, yeah. you know, whomever. Yeah. No, I think that Sometimes that's it's just because they're kids. Yeah. You know, if you have kids, and especially if you come from a background where you're, like, very rigid with your kids and they don't know anything about the world and you're homeschooling and you're keeping the kids as away from the world as possible, the second the world hits them in the face, they're like, wait a minute, this is different. And they're more, they're more impressed by what they actually can see lived out than by, I'm sorry, the Bible and what we say. But here's, here's what I would argue, though, right? Because I think it's a fine line. My worry is on the other side. My worry is that I'm overcompensating the other way, mm-hmm. right? Like too much grace? Uh, no, I don't think there's going to be too much grace. <laughs> okay. But, but, but not enough like balance, right, between like well, – let me, uh, let me – let's backtrack. So let's use a couple examples. Like I think that, I think that you can have like a backdoor – I think our theologies can be a little different. But if you're leading your home by love and ultimately grace mm-hmm. – you can make a lot of theological mistakes, but yeah. I think you can invest in kids that'll be faith resilient. I mean, yeah. they're faithful stand. Like I see that in Grayson's life. When I mm-hmm. look at his life, I'm like, yeah. this is a kid, right? Who I'm sure that I'm. Sh- I don't know, but I'm sure that our. our his parents' uh, theology and mine wouldn't line up, you know, apples for apples on everything. Yeah. But you can tell that it's been led by love and grace in their home, and he's fine, mm-hmm. right? I've seen the exact same scenario with someone who led by law instead of grace or by judgment instead of grace or by or by guilt instead of love in their home. And I'm talking the kid out to oh. lunch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, out to lunch. You know what I'm saying? They were both religious homes. Yeah. But one of them was led by love. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And you can just tell the evidence at some level. Yeah. Yeah. And you could probably ask kids I, I should be very careful questions. saying these things, though, too, because I, yeah. like, I could have a kid go off the rails. No. So I'm not yeah. saying and that. I, and that's yeah. what I was about to say. <laughs> and how many, how many do you have? You have like eight? <laughs> yeah. Know, one of them's are high. Like, yeah. like, my chances are high. Hey, kids are kids, and they're going to do what they do. But like, right. I, And that's why I believe like, as long as you plant the seeds and you have like that line of like that they know that no matter what happens, yeah. they can come home. Yeah. I they will I think that that's the difference. Yeah. I think that one of the kids, you know, depending yeah. on how you raise your, yeah. how you lead your home, yeah. one of them knows that no matter what happens they can always come home. Yeah. Even if they mess up, even yeah. if they believe, like whatever happens, yeah. they will always come you home. You ever heard um I can't remember her name. It's the second daughter of Billy Graham. You ever heard her give that testimony? Mm-hmm. You should go back and listen to it. It's at it's at her dad's funeral. She mm-hmm. gives her testimony. She married a guy, got a divorce like within a couple of months or something of the first marriage, and then married another guy that her parents disapproved of. Mm-hmm. And she said she was only gone for like two weeks. And I, I think this is right, but you should go back and listen to it. It's great. But she's, she says, I realize this is a bad decision. Everybody's told me it's a bad decision, but I had too much pride to admit it. I went through with it. And she goes, um, I left and went home, and my dad was waiting for me in the driveway. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> yeah. That's the difference. Right? That's the difference. Yeah. I think that's the I think that's the the thing that makes faith resilient for young people is when they're met with grace and not with with shame and guilt and all that kind of stuff that you could overcome a lot of bad theology with grace. Yeah, absolutely. You know and you can still t- listen. The truth is that 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 God's ways are always better. So you could you could still have those conversations with your kids about like, hey, is this good for your life? Like, you know what I mean? Is this wise for you? Yeah. You know, like those conversations can be had because everything that is from God, like 
staying, you know, celibate towards marriage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's there's only advantage to that. Uh, not getting divorced, like all these things, yeah. you know, being responsible with your with your finances, um, you know, staying focused on God. Like, there's nothing about the gospel and about the, uh, God's ways that is bad. Yeah, you know, but when you make it like, if you don't do that, then X, Y, and C is going to happen. Your salvation and gra- like, and God is going to be angry at you. Then that creates a whole like. It, it, I think the other thing that it creates, and this is what worries about it for me, is that it creates the dynamic of think about the dynamic from a kid's perspective. Hey, you'll do this, and if you don't do this, you're walking away from us. Yeah. So the relationship is contingent upon your performance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. You know, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Which is the opposite of what we're called to do as parents, right? We're supposed to be providing like this sense of like, hey, bro, you run all you want. I'm going to hunt you down. Yeah. yeah. Right? I'll, but humans, I'll, do, I'll leave the 99 if I have to. Like, I'm coming for you. That's yeah. so my pharisaical kid. to me. You know, like that's, you know, yeah. that's kind of like when Jesus is kind of talking about the Pharisees and what they're doing to their followers. It's like, oh, you're putting this load on their back and you're not even willing to and lift a finger. you're not even doing it yourself. You know? Yeah. It, the message of the gospel is, you know, that you are accepted despite your flaws, despite your sin. You know, God loves you. Yeah. And Jesus died for you. That's what it's always been for me. With all of your baggage and flaws and sins yeah. and past, present, future sins, all of that. Yeah. That's what it's always been for me. That weight that we want to put on others, that that we don't follow ourselves. The the, the balance, though, I think to it for the grace. Side, this is what I worry about on my side. The balance is they have to know right and wrong. They yeah. have to know it in order to, to to for grace to be really appreciated. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. if there's no admission of a standard of wrong, then it's not really grace anymore. It's just permission of sin. Right. Yeah. It's just like, hey, do whatever you want. I love you, no matter what. That message only works when, hey, man, there's a right and there's a wrong. Yeah, I you agree. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not subjective. Let me see if you at this moment this week with my kids. So I, I, I can be pretty brutal with my kids, too. No. You idiots. You know what I'm saying? I, I have a little bit of like, I can be condescending, right? I mean, who can I be? I don't see that at all. Guys, it's my, it's my spiritual. You heard it here first. Yes. <laughs> But I, Spoiler so alert. They get in the car uh, probably last Wednesday or Thursday and the uh, over at Australia, they had the walkout over the, the gay bill, the don't say gay Oh, bill, right, right. Right. So the, the, the whole, like the whole, a portion of the school population had walked out of oh, class really? in, um, in protest, in protest of the, what, what the Democrats and the Florida house are calling the don't say gay bill. Even, even though, is. even though it has nothing to do with yeah. that at all. It has nothing to do with that at all. That's not the bill, but that's what they're calling it. So it's like this whole like P- PC thing. Um, and so they get in the car and, and he, he, he consulted like, my kid is, oh, he's a mess. Do you consult like, like a gay flag. And so it's like, Hey, we had a walkout today. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Oh boy. And I realized Deacon's just like, if there's a chance to get out of class, of he course. He's what's do it. it could, it could be it. Satanist. Walking. Yeah. yeah. He'd be like, come in. Come in. Let's do it. Let's do it. Right. We get out. We get out. Okay, let's go. But Zoe kind of gets drawn into a lot of these things. And I go, hey, can I ask you guys a question? I go, yeah. I said, do you know what's in the bill? Do you know what the bill actually says? And they're like, yeah. It says you can't say gay at school. I said, no. I was asked. I said, do you know what it actually says? And they're like, no, dad, tell us. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm like, listen, you knuckleheads. Right? I said, so 
The bill actually said, and I, I said, I honestly don't want to know if you disagree with this or agree with this. And I said, the bill actually says that you can't teach lessons or hold class discussions on the issue of sexuality, uh, trans, all of this, you know, gender identity stuff from the ages of uh, preschool to nine through school through third, third, grade, third grade. Yeah. Third grade. What's That's wrong? the bill. What's wrong with that? <laughs> and I said, do you think it's a good idea to have transgender conversations with somebody that's in third grade, Zoe? And she's looking at me like, no. And I'm like, well, you walked out like you were ready to join the thing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, I mean, they just, they, they'll just do, they're so led by culture, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, look, I love, you know, I, I wanted to follow it up. I'm like, I love you, all, you know, but bonehead move. Like, I'm not sure. You you, you're jumping in quick, right? Mm-hmm. At least know what you're protesting, right? I, I'll be, look. If you even if you have differences of opinion, be able to defend them to me, right? I don't care. You don't always have to have to hold the same opinions I have, especially about social and politics and stuff. But, but at least know what you're talking about. Yeah, I'm just like, come on, kids, let's go. Deacon's like in the back seat. He uh, just, he already checked out. He's, he's like, like oh, yeah, why are you? Making I don't care. Dad, I was just doing cartwheels, walking out, trying to get out of class. Yeah, hey, they gave me this flag to wave yeah. around. But on, on the on the bright side, though, you are trying to get your kids to be able to at least know how to think. Yeah. Instead of just telling them this is what you should be thinking. Yeah. You can show them. Well, some way people would have just said, "I'm proud of good. you for for sticking up for what you believe in." Yeah. What do you? When they don't in? have any beliefs. Yeah, yeah but you don't know what the heck they you believe. No oh, good job. Yeah. There you go. Pat on the back. Yeah, there you go. I, it's, I, I'm just I'm trying to figure it out as a parent. I'm not saying I've got it down. The one thing I'm trying to default to is is like, hey, can we create the type of of safety net that's full of love, right? Because yeah. they're gonna, I mean, they're gonna they're gonna screw up. Yeah, that's right. I just want them to know, like, look, it wouldn't matter, right? But there's got to be a standard in order for that to take Yeah, away. absolutely. We had a, we had a, this, this, not even a situation because our kids are knock on wood, like they're fairly good for their age, like 22, 19, you know, and, you know, they, they stay out of trouble. They do their stuff, they work, they do their schoolwork. Um, but there were some, there were some changes in, in one of our kids' behavior, like where they were staying out a little bit later and it was more often and more frequent. And I'm telling my wife, I'm like, look, like they're past 18. Like, there's only so much you could do. Like, you're you're driving yourself crazy. Like, things at the house. Like, you're you're tired. Like, things are different because of this. And I've noticed that since that started happening, there's a change in you and there's a change in, like, in the home. We're just talking through it, not like mm-hmm. an argument. You know, and we kind of, like, left it at that. And then the next day she said, I was like, I was like, you kind of pride, like, with the questions that you ask. Because you start, like, digging deep, 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 deep. And the next day, like, she said, she was like, um, I know you may not agree, but I'm going to keep digging. I'm not going to get tired of digging. I'm going to be one of those parents who's going to be like, they could be 35 and I'm going to be digging. You know, and they may not like it, but I'm going to be digging. And I found that very admirable because I was like, I'm more of a, all right, you're 18. Like, you know, you're 23, you're 20, whatever you are, you're 19. Yeah, you're, I think parents will do it different. I'm not knocking any parents. But she was. Because my wife and I are very different on this mm-hmm. too. Yeah, but she was like, I'm going to keep digging. I was like, okay. Yeah. But, you know, and then she gave me the reasons why. And she's like, because. I know my my kids' heart and what I've and and you know and and our kids' heart and what we're teaching them. And when I see something out of the norm, I'm not gonna be one of those parents that's just gonna let it keep going. I'm gonna bring awareness to them, so that way they keep doing it. Is their choice and not because somebody didn't tell yeah. them. And I was like, that's a really good point. Yeah. I'm like you. I'm like <laughs> my cattle come. <laughs> Do you know about Ethan? I'll be like, I don't know. Yeah, man's his own man. <laughs> Pays his own bills. That's what he wants. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And thank God. 
Yeah. <laughs> I can't afford it anymore. Yeah, no Two kidding. more to go. I got six more behind me. You got six more. You know what I'm saying? I was like, come on. Can't do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, I know. I hear what you're saying. I just, I think it, I think this particular issue, it's when you really look at it and it affects how you parent, affects how you do, like if you're an employer, it affects how you do like friendships, it affects everything. Mm-hmm. Like that dynamic of like, you know, is this really led by grace or and love, or is this really led by you know works and a standard and like you've got to or you're walking away from me? Doesn't I think that's a powerful thing. But we, like our society has like this toxic love thing that we kind of like we do to each other. We teach our kids is like, oh, you didn't do this right. I'm not going to talk to you, or I'm going to like I'm gonna I'm gonna visibly treat you different because you did something that displeased me. Like that, the love goes away. And there's a difference between being upset and letting them know, hey, I'm disappointed. But disappointment and like acting like you don't love them anymore. You like canceled. I'm just, yeah. Canceled. Mm. Yeah, you canceled. Like I don't do, like, we don't, like, I've never played that game. I could be like, look, I'm not happy with you. Like I'll have a conversation. I'll be like, I love you. I'll give them a kiss on the forehead and I'm out. You know, but like, like they know that I'm not happy with what you're doing. What you're doing is not okay. You know, here's some awareness. Here's some clarity. I love you. I'm not mad at you, but this is not okay. Yeah. You know, and I think that that's where, where we miss out, where we start thinking that because you stop talking to a kid or somebody else or they'll stop talking or I'm going to treat you different or like that's going to create a behavior change in somebody else. That's never going to happen. Yeah. That's just going to push the other person further away and give you less of a chance of you to help them yeah. or be there for them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Somewhere along the line, if you... If you let that go on too long, yeah. you're either you're either inspiring a person to be a hypocrite, mm-hmm. right? To basically, you're scaring a child, mm-hmm. right? They get in their teen years, and they're just going to give you lip service. They're going to they're going to perform in front of you and do whatever the hell they, they want, want to be behind your back, hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Right? So you're creating a little hypocrite, right? Yep. And if you do it from a church standpoint, you're creating a culture of judgment and hypocrite. You know what I'm saying? You will you will create that dynamic if you lead with that dynamic i think I, I wonder though like what what would be the right approach because it's 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 challenging because it's pervasive right what would be the right approach of you know addressing that with somebody yeah. right addressing that like you can say and we've had lots of conversations like you know this is about grace this is not about works this is about you know christ's work and not your work um but it's very, you know, it's very common and it's very easy for people to kind of slip into that. Um, well, I need this for assurance. Like, this is how I know that I'm good, that I'm okay. Um, I just, yeah, I'm just curious, like, what, what would be the approach to, um, because we all have the tendency, I think, too, to get defensive when we, when we're called out. I'm thinking you know as I mean? you're talking, I'm thinking of the person that I was using as an illustration from a parenting standpoint. Mm-hmm. The kids, are not, I don't think there was anything. I mean, we were close. Like I was close to this dude, and I just don't think there would have been something. Maybe there could have been. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're like, it's usually met with defensiveness. Like if I right. would have interjected and stepped into that family dynamic, and mm-hmm. said, hey man, I think you're off here, and yada 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 yada. I think he would have been like, yeah, you're off. Right. <laughs> and that's where it comes from. You know I, mean? I don't know if it's pride yeah. or the fact that I think Mike brought up a good point that they look at us like, you know, like, hey, that's 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 heresy what you're saying, you know? Mm-hmm. We look at each other the same way. And because of that, it's one of those points that I've realized. Drawing that, the lines and going to your corners. Yeah, it's one of those things that I don't think like 
that I don't think that you can. Yeah. I don't think that I, 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 don't, I just, I don't, you I don't know, I, you I bring can. that up because I've had conversations with family members and other people where it's kind of been like, you know. Did you ever have any success? Do you ever think you had no. a mom? No. No. <laughs> no. It doesn't. I've had. <laughs> Hopefully your answer is yeah. yes. No. no. I, I mean, that's I, why I asked the question. Yeah, like, I've had a couple too. It, actually, it never ends there. well. We just, we focus so much on the things that divide us as, as Christians. I don't know if I've ever had. You're right. I don't know if I've ever had like a moment where I've confronted somebody about this, where it's been like, Hey man, I think you've drifted into legalism or, Hey, I, I think you're leading with legalism or, Hey, I think you're leading with workspace kind of thinking. And it got met with, uh, humility and, or I just, I, I never had a success. But, case. Yeah. I would hope that if, if I had fallen into that kind of thinking and someone were to say something to me that I would, I would take that. With humility, I, I tell you what I have. You know what I'm me, as you're saying, I tell you what I have had a little success with. Because, because, okay. uh, you know, we'll hope Cat's not listening to this. Because Cat and I are like that, right? In our home, she's definitely more lol, and I'm definitely more grace. Okay. And I've had to, it from time to time, pull her aside and say, "Hey, I think you've gone too far here," and 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 literally say it that way. Like th- th- this is how I've had success. That's what I mm-hmm. need to do. I've said, "Listen." To my wife, I said, I'm going to say my piece. I'm, you're going to listen. You don't have to agree with me, and you don't have to make any changes. But I'm going to say my piece. You've gone too far. I need you to think about it. You should pray about this. I'll leave it to you. Right? And I have seen her get more tender about certain things. Right? I don't know if it's because of what I said or because probably it was because she actually prayed and the mm. Lord changed her heart. But there's been moments where she drifts likely. to like the – you know what I'm <laughs> But I have done it. I have prompted it with, I'm going to say it, and then you can do with it what you want. So I do have a question. So there's like very like, you know, like we've always said, like aside from the essentials, like, you know, Christ died and whatever, you know, there's very things that we should like separate ourselves from. Mm -hmm. Is this one of the topics that you've, that, that causes like like that you would draw a line in, in in the sand and be like no, this is it. Like if you're talking to somebody that has a, an opposite opinion, is these one this one of those topics that's, that's mm-hmm. like that's like a line in the sand type of drawing? Because to me it is. Yeah, I, I guess you know me. I don't like conflict, and I don't like I don't yeah. like separation. I, I've never I liked don't members either. leaving this church as, as hard as I can be about it. I've never liked it. Um. I would tell you that my my political way of handling it would be to say, hey, uh, I do think this is a, a big deal. I think this is a a separation worthy deal. But the truth is I know me and I know that I can deal with you. Yeah. But you might not be able to deal with me. Mm. Meaning that I'm gonna keep preaching this way and I'm not gonna let you lead anything because you don't agree with our core theology. But if you want to sit here and listen to it every week, I'll, I'll, I'll hammer you in. Uh, you can come on every week. Yeah. Write that tithe check. God, yeah. God bless you. Get and that in here. But like people you know, with all you know, kinds of crazy. Oh, I have. Oh, yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I can't do what you want I'd say 60% of the audience I do, like I have real differences with on certain things. Yeah. But I do okay. too. And I have those conversations. I was like, I was like, it beats me. I don't know. It's like, not something. Not, let me put it this way. It's not something I would compromise on. 
Meaning well, that I'm what not I, that's changing. What I, yeah, my point. Of, yeah, my core teaching for you. Right. But if you want to sit here and enjoy the vine and the culture of the vine that's going to be centered around this teaching, then God bless you. Absolutely, be here. If you don't like that part of it, that's fine. We have people here like that come here every week. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think eventually, though, um, that becomes super divisive. I think eventually yeah. for someone who's just hearing the message of grace alone, grace alone, grace alone, um, if you don't believe that or you don't feel that that's, you know, that's all there is, right? If you feel that, again, like you're saying, your assurance comes from the work that you're doing, uh, good, good work though it may be, um, I think eventually you're just going to be like, I don't. I don't agree with this. Why am I sticking around and listening right. to someone say something that I have an objection with? Yeah, I think there's a good chance. Yeah. Right, and, that well, if we, you're we, preaching the gospel. We've seen that happen. Yeah. I mean, we've we've hundred percent. We've seen yeah. people who <laughs> a lot. Not a lot. No, I've seen, I've seen a lot of people. I've seen a lot of people since I've been here leave over this issue, and yeah, and I'm just like, it's such a weird thing to leave. I mean, I, not, I thought though. it was so. It's I, not too. I, it is I think it's just because it's too simple for them. And they don't like that. Yeah. And to me, I'm just like, it's a key doctrine. Like that's, that's, yeah, it's, this, that's I, the doctrine. The like, simple. How do you, I think how that, do you get that wrong? Whatever, whatever other scriptures you can throw out that talk about works and talk about the importance of works. Right. Um, it's never connected to salvation. Right. Right. It's not, but it's easy to pull stuff out of context because we have that full Bible. You right. Know, yeah. You know, nobody else back in, in Paul's day, you know, they didn't have that. So that's a really good But it's point. still it's still easy to slip back into it even though they didn't have a full Bible. Yeah. That's so crazy. Yeah, we it, yeah, the, I don't know what's worse. Them or us, right? Because they slipped back in, they didn't have a Bible. All they had was, you know, the resurrection and Paul showing up every now and then to preach some sermons. Dude, did like you, we actually have it and it actually says what I'm reading to you tonight and we're still falling into it. The Jews flipped out on Moses after he split the sea. Like, shortly after. I mean, they literally watched God split the ocean. Historically. At least there we had food. We're very fickle. Historically. Yeah. That's why that dude was like, put a lot of stones. Just so you can remember. Yeah, exactly. Just please, more stones. We need more cowbells. We need more stones. Like, we always forget. We always forget. It is a wild... A wild deal. I hope I don't know how to navigate it. I think my biggest fear is a parent that I get this wrong, but I hope that I guess if I have to make an error, I want to make it on the side of grace. Error on the side of grace. Yeah. 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 If I if it's if, if I don't get the, the balance right, I'd rather be out of balance that way than the other way. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I guess if I have to. Yeah. And I'm I'm human, I'm gonna make mistakes. I guess that's what I have to go with. Mm-hmm. Sounds like the worst advice ever. <laughs> no, I, I think it's good. Yeah. I, think, I mean, I'm sitting here reflecting like, okay, what can I be doing better? Like I've caught myself in that, like not the manipulative, like, oh, God's going to be angry with you, but certainly like, you know, this is how it's going to be. And, mm-hmm. you know, more focused on, well, this was my rule and you broke my rule and therefore – you know. Yeah. Yeah. Not, well, I like not I to like, say like there like shouldn't the, be discipline, but yeah, I think we should we should probably do it like a whole thing on this. Like, yeah. It'd be cool to have a men's thing on this too, like because oh, guys, I think I think we're looking for help on this a little bit from like a like a parenting standpoint. I think it'd be yeah. good for us to like have a group, maybe do a small group series where we just talk about like grace based parenting and That'd be awesome. figure that out. That'd be great. Yeah, because I'm all in. I need help. 
Yeah, so. I, mean, no, I think, I think about it. you're so you're so young. You can still keep from screwing up. We we yeah. we we're already halfway down the line. Yeah. That's, you know what I'm saying? We're yeah, done. That's we're done. You're already done. Yeah, We've already much. made our mistakes, bro. That's but um. I, you know, I don't think it's it's parenting that just says, "Hey, you know, there's not going to be consequences because dang, we have consequences in our house." But it's it's yeah. the relational like safety net, right? Of like, you're going to bear those consequences, but many times I'll bear them with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like sometimes it's like, "Hey, they screw up on a Saturday. They, we don't get to go to the the thing or whatever it is, and we're going to do this chore. I'll do it with you, mm-hmm. and I, I'm going to love you the whole time." You know what I'm saying? But like figuring that balance out, I yeah. think that's a tough parenting decision for a lot of people. There is like a thing about grace led houses. Like when I, like I said, like our kids, like at least three of them are like on the older side, like eight, 17, 19, 20. And you know, they, there's times that like they'll do something and they call the house right away. Be like, this happened. I need help. You know what I mean? Like there's something about it. Like, all right, you're good. Are you okay? You safe? All right. As long as you're safe, mm-hmm. I'll go pick you up. Yeah. Whatever happened, you know. There's something about that because the other alternative, where your kids are like having to call somebody else because they can't even talk to you, or hiding from you, or hiding mm-hmm. from or you because they're it, flipping whatever out. Whatever it is, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And I try to start that like really early. Like Kiara is 12, about to be 13, and I'm already like I pick her up and I'm like, "What's going on in school? Give me the tea." Oh, they dating this, that. and it was funny because Yasmin actually found like this 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 book. While we were in Colorado, right? And she had like this boy's name and she was like, he tells me that I'm pretty, like all this little cute stuff, right? Mm -hmm. But I'm talking to her and I know that she doesn't even talk to this kid. And I also know, I'm like, so what does dating look like when your friends are dating? They're like, nothing. They just say, you want to be my girlfriend? Then they don't talk to you again. (laughs) I'm like, oh. So it was like when I was dating at 12. (laughs) Nothing has changed. Yeah, it's middle school. Pretty much the same. So Yasmin calls me and she's like all upset. And I'm like, I was like, you gotta, because I also told her, I was like, oh, cool. Your friends can come to, to the house. I'll play video games with them. You know? So Yas was like, did you say that they could come? I was like, yeah. I'd rather know her friends and the people that she's hanging out with than not know them. Mm-hmm. I like it. My house is always open to all of the kids' friends because yeah. I'd rather get to know them and for them to know me. You know, and I yeah. put like- My parents were like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? And I told her, and she was like, no, but I don't want her to do it. I was like, I completely agree with you. But take it in context. What is dating for her right now? Like in school where there's like, mm-hmm. there's no time. Like- don't like, don't freak don't out. Overreact. Yeah, that's yeah. that's one of my rules with parents. Don't over, don't freak out. Yeah, she was like, but she was pretty cool about it. Like we worked it out, and you know, she was like, okay, all right, you know, I'm just. Saying. I think that's one of the signs. I think what you said, you said in passing, but I think it is one of the signs. And, I, and kudos to you and in, in, in your the way you're doing your family. But I think one of the signs of grace based parenting is when the kid really screws up, they call you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Not because they know they're going to get away with it. Yeah. Because it was ho- like I'm thinking about a situation that happened with one of our kids where they really they really screwed up. But it was interesting that the call came to me and not to the other side. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and and not that the other side is uh, is is law based, but I think there's no there's no balance, right? It's just whatever goes. And it's interesting. I think that's one of the signs. I think that should be one of your goals as a dad is go, hey. I got to parent the type of way that when this kid gets older and screws up, that their first calls to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? That's the kind of relationship that you want to have. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. 
Uh, even if you hang up on him, be like, I don't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> that's so, crazy. All right. Well, that's as far as we can go for tonight. I don't think we've solved anything, anything? but I do think there is some real we got, we got pretty meat far. Though. Got there. I, I think, think we got some meat in there. Anthony yeah. feels like I think we got so. something. There's today. some meat in there. <laughs> all right. So chew on that, and we'll be back at Galatians on Sunday. God bless. Love you. Meet it. Peace. Peace.